You are listening to the SSG Podcast, a monthly HR, health and safety podcast available through all good podcast streaming services. Hi, Adam. Hi, Manuela. Hello, and welcome to this month's uh, episode of the SSG Podcast, where we're going to be talking about consultation. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the HSE uh, consultation guidance, really. Um, and we're going to be following their prepare, plan, consult, improve kind of model and talking around some of the aspects of each of those that may be useful to think about uh, from a consultation point of view. And we'll also be bringing in some considerations for HR uh, consultation as well and looking at it from that point of view um, as well, obviously. Should we look at the term first? So what is consultation? I think we've both seen many, many situations where consultation is a bit of a tick in the box, isn't it? What do you call it? Tokenism. That's it, tokenism. We're not really consulting for opinion. We're consulting to tell them what we're going to do. Yeah, and that's that defeats the object, doesn't it, really? I mean, the actual definition of consultation is the action or process of formally consulting or discussing. So that's a two-way thing. So we are getting an opinion of a process change or implementation or anything like that, as opposed to just telling people. So that's quite important to remember. Well, I think the HSE make that really important point. Of the, the point of consultation is what we can quite see is polar opinions. So we can see that management to put them into one context, have one opinion and employees have another opinion. The idea of consultation is to try and normalise those opinions. So we meet somewhere in the middle and we end up with sensible, balanced viewpoints. And it's taking the knowledge from both of those groups, getting the best bits of all of it to come up with a a more ideal solution, isn't it? Brain cell pooling. You can have more ideal. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that works for HR as well. Usually the circumstances under which we consult from a HR perspective are when we go through organizational change, when we change uh, terms and conditions of employment, or when we go through redundancies. So ACAS tells us that we do have to consult over redundancies. We can't just tell people that their job is going. We have to ask them what they think we could do to prevent job losses. That's the whole point of having a redundancy consultation. So again, it is about getting other people's ideas and opinions on board. And I think this is probably a really important point to sort of jump right in and go, when we're talking about consultation here, some of this stuff, as you've just alluded to, is legally driven and a legal requirement. And when we look at health and safety um, consultation, there is a legal requirement to consult on any change that affects our employees' health and safety. So things like new equipment, new premises, a new way of working, a new shift pattern, for example, we legally have to consult on that. If we appoint a competent person under Reg 7 of the management regs, we need to legally consult on our employees. These things are not a choice. They are things that we legally have to consult on. The challenging thing is, what does that consultation look like? And so if we go back to the prepare box here and go, right, well, what do we need to do to prepare to consult? Well, the first thing we need to do is recognise the legal background. Just a little bit of a, a bit of a, a, a sort of boring moment alert here, because I'm just going to quickly talk about the health and safety legislation that sort of requires us to consult. And really, this goes back to the Health and Safety at Work Act, and it goes back to 1974, when the Health and Safety at Work Act Section 2 included subsections 4, 6 and 7 that all related to consultation. And they were really focused on consulting with union appointed representatives. And it gave those union consulting, um, those union reps abilities to require the employer to consult with them in certain ways. 
And that gave rise to the Safety Representatives and Safety Committee regs of 1977, which gave a clarification of powers of what the unions could and couldn't do and what they could be consulted on, uh, etc. Moving on into the 90s, we saw that we'd moved away um, from sort of every every industry being unionised. And we saw several industries where unions weren't recognised and people weren't strongly affiliated with unions. And we saw a gap where there was no legal requirement to consult with those workers. So the HSE brought in the Health and Safety Consultation with Employees Regulations of 1996 that allow employers to either consult directly with their employees or via elected employee reps, representatives of employee safety, roses or roses or whatever you'd like to call them, um, who are appointed from the workforce to represent the employees with consultation. Yeah, and the same applies to the employment law element of that. So um, if you are going through large scale uh, redundancies, for example, or large organisational changes, uh, then you can either consult with the union representatives uh, or you can do that through representative groups within your organisation. And how you elect those is entirely up to you. There's no law that tells you how to do that, right? Um, so Indeed. as long as it's a, a fair, and open, transparent process, basically. I, I mean, I think I pointed out, didn't I, that my experience of this is I've normally required one or two safety reps to be elected and I've had one or two volunteers and the election process is relatively straightforward. But what we were then thinking was that sort of shows a lack of a lack of requirement for people to be engaged, which is kind of worrying, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, if you are working in an organisation where nobody wants to be on any committee and have a say, and they're just moaning behind closed doors, there's something fundamentally wrong. They either don't care about the organisation or they don't feel like they can um, actually make change happen by getting involved. So we've sort of gone on to the planning stage now, and we've looked at how we involve our workers. We've looked at the fact we could do that directly or we could elect our representatives We've looked at the fact we should consult on certain topics from an HR or health and safety point of view. Um, and we've looked at, I suppose, therefore, when we should consult with any of those, those changes or things. So now let's get into the nitty gritty of the actual consultation element of this. We will continue this topic further over on our SoundCloud account for our advisor members now. If you would like to join our membership, then please get in touch and we can give you some more information. Perfect. Brilliant. Thanks, Manuela. Thank you very much, Adam. And see you soon. See you next month. Bye, everyone. Bye.